Listening to Global IQ Minute with Jim Falk, a World Affairs Council conversation with authoritative voices discussing significant newsmaking issues and individuals. Sponsored by Greenberg Traurig, LLP. A frozen conflict is a situation in which active armed conflict has been brought to an end, but no peace treaty or other political framework resolves the conflict and the chance of a military flare-up remains a strong possibility. The issue of Kashmir is the root of the instability between Pakistan and India that has lasted for decades. Three wars have been fought over the disputed state in 1947, 1965, and 1999, and much of the military might of both India and Pakistan is dedicated to this conflict. To discuss this today, I'm joined by Sadar Masood Khan, the president of Assad Jammu and Kashmir, a position he has held since August 2016. President Khan is considered one of Pakistan's most accomplished diplomats, having served as his nation's ambassador to the United Nations in China. Welcome. Thank you. Help me understand the position that you have, because I have to be perfectly candid and say I was not really familiar that such a position existed. The position of the President of Assad Jammu and Kashmir? Mm -hmm. You know, I'll have to go back to 1947. In 1947, India and Pakistan won independence. And at that time, a formula was evolved to decide the fate of the princely states. There were more than 500 princely states in India. And the formula was that uh, the people of the state would be given a choice to join either India or Pakistan. But in case of Jammu and Kashmir, there was an interference from the Indian government with the active assistance of the Maharaja of Kashmir and the British Viceroy at that time, Lord Mountbatten, and the Indians occupied this territory, this uh, which we call Indian Occupied Kashmir, mm-hmm. they call it Jammu and Kashmir, which is part of the entire state of J- uh, Jammu and Kashmir, which is not the whole territory because part of the territory is with Pakistan, with us, with the people of Hazar Jammu and Kashmir. So on the 24th of October 1947, we established this state, the state of Assad Jammu and Kashmir, and we elect uh, a president, a prime minister. We have a bicameral legislature. We have an upper house. We have a lower house. And uh, we have a two-tier higher judiciary. We have the Supreme Court and we have the High Court. So we have all the trappings of a sovereign state, but we are not a sovereign state because uh, foreign affairs, defense of the territory, the currency, uh, these matters are assigned to the Federation of Pakistan or the government of Pakistan. Pakistan's position is that this territory, the entire territory of Jammu and Kashmir, remains disputed until the people of Jammu and Kashmir ex- exercise their right to self-determination. They express their aspirations and wishes about their political future. Way back in late 1940s and uh, in the 1950s, the United Nations Security Council came up with a solution, a dispensation. Um, this was uh, uh, a unanimously agreed solution. The solution prescribed and mandated by the United Nations Security Council was that uh, the people of Jammu and Kashmir would exercise their right to self-determination uh, uh, through a plebiscite mm-hmm. under the auspices of the United Nations. And that this plebiscite would be fair, uh, just and impartial. So 
That's why we have this position, the position of deputy Is it president. an elected position that you It's have? an elected position. As I said, that we have a president and a prime minister. And so how long yeah. will you hold the position? Five years, mm -hmm. and uh, I have already completed two years, so mm -hmm. three years to go. It's an elected position. So I'm the constitutional head, like you have in parliamentary systems. Mm -hmm. We have the chief executive, who's called the prime minister. So, but uh, I go around, I have gone to different parts of the world to talk about Kashmir, mm -hmm. to create greater awareness about the issue, and to urge the international community. Now, do you have any official status at the United Nations, say how the Palestinian Authority does? We don't. Mm -hmm. So, um, government of Pakistan represents us. We, we, I always call uh, the state of Pakistan our sovereign window to the international community. <laughs> How is the territory now divided on a percentage basis between India and Pakistan? Well, I think that about 60% of the territory should be with India and 40% with us. With these, uh, broadly speaking, we have five regions. One is Azad Kashmir, mm -hmm. the territory that I had. Then you have Gilgit-Baltistan. This has a separate setup. Then you have Ladakh in the Indian occupied Kashmir, the valley of Kashmir is Jammu. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, talking about population, our population is 4 million, Azad Kashmir, and the territory is about 5,000 miles or 13,000 square kilometers. But uh, the overall, t t the size of the territory is 85,000 square miles or 220,000 square kilometers. And the population should be 20 million. I mean, when you combine the population in Azad Kashmir, in Gilgit-Baltistan, um, in Ladakh, the Valley of Kashmir, in Jammu, population should be 20 million. Uh, in the Indian occupied Kashmir, of course, they are about uh, the population, the latest census, which was held in 2011, the population was 12.5 uh, million. We are about 5 million in this part. Now, China and is also part of the dispute. Yes, China is. They, they also have chunk of the territory with them. And what is their argument? There was an agreement between uh, Pakistan and China in mm -hmm. 1962, and they swapped some territory for practical purposes. So their position is, I mean, there's a clause in that agreement that was signed between Pakistan and China that uh, when the final dispension, dispensation of the territory is determined, this could be reviewed. The status of that territory which was swapped could be reviewed. You know, I'm often reminded about what Farid Zakaria once said about the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, that people really have a good sense of what the eventual settlement will be. They know what it looks like at the end of the tunnel. They just don't know how to get through the tunnel. How do you see, really, a final settlement, and do you have any sense of optimism that it's around the corner or not? The solution of the Jammu and Kashmir dispute, mm -hmm. a just and lasting solution, and it eludes us, basically because of India's intransigence. Because I can tell you that the people of Jammu and Kashmir are ready for a plebiscite, so are the people of Pakistan, and uh, the United Nations. Really nice to have you here in Dallas. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Global IQ Minute with Jim Falk, a production of the World Affairs Council of Dallas-Fort Worth. Subscribe and rate Global IQ Minute on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite app. For information about a World Affairs Council in your community, visit worldaffairscouncils.org. Global IQ Minute is sponsored by Greenberg Traurig LLP, a global firm with 2,000 attorneys in 38 offices across the globe. Visit the firm at gtlaw.com.